Hello and welcome to Go With The Energy Flow podcast. I'm Allie. And I'm Lynn. And our intention through this podcast is to deliver high vibe content that you can listen to whenever you want to learn something new, have fun, raise your vibration, or if you just need some support on your spiritual journey. So we're very excited to combine our two different perspectives and deliver some great insights to you all. So thank you so much for joining us. Hello and welcome to episode number five, Subliminal Messaging. We're so excited to talk about this subject. It's pretty controversial, but I feel like we've been on a roll with these subjects lately. So um, Lynn and I are gonna, we're at it again. So here we go. <laughs> um, but we're gonna start this episode off with just talking about the subconscious mind so we can kind of understand where the concept of subliminal started. And with this episode, we're getting kind of deep into mindset and Lynn and I both love mindset. So it's perfect. And um, this is going to be super useful, especially if you feel like stuck in a certain situation. Yes. So we're super excited about this. I'm actually new to subliminals. Um, Ali introduced me to it, but it was definitely fun to try this out. And we're so excited to start this episode with you guys. Um, So yeah. We're going to talk about the subconscious mind first, just to get an idea of what subliminals are and how they tie into the subconscious mind. So your subconscious mind is basically you on auto, like autopilot, and it dictates what your comfort zone is and keeps our bodies in a state of homeostasis. Uh, did I say that right? I feel like I said that. Yeah, right. yeah, you did. <laughs> and this practice carries over into our minds as well. And so when we most of our like decisions and our actions and our behaviors are dependent on our subconscious mind so this is a data system that stores like our beliefs our skills our experiences our memories and it's also a guidance system for us so it is constantly on the lookout for dangers and opportunities that are based on our past experiences so that like flight or fight kind of um decision-making part there so yeah that's basically how our subconscious mind plays into our everyday lives totally and it's so interesting to to learn about this because it's it's just running in the background you know the whole time it's like our master program and if you think about it like a computer program it is like our master program and everything else is just like expansion packs (laughs) and um they say they say in the, in the psychology world that subconscious mind controls 90% of our lives. So our, our decisions, um, you know, our conscious mind gets kind of tired, tired out quickly. And it only really is in, um, I want to say it's only, I think, I I think it's like 10%. It's only, I guess if it's subconscious mind is controlling 90% of our lives, conscious mind is only controlling 10%. So it's like, we can only really, um, operate from our conscious mind 10% of the time of our waking life, which is super interesting. And like most things in the universe, it operates off of patterns. So you have a self image based on your beliefs, your memories, et cetera, that your subconscious mind is always trying to confirm and validate through these patterns um, by tuning your perspective into them. So an example of this would be if you've believed for a while that you're shy, then you will perceive of situations and circumstances that reinforce this particular belief to you. Yes. So 
based on that, this is like why, like when we do anything outside of our comfort zone, we just feel like super uncomfortable. We feel like, you know, you're sweating bullets, you're stuttering your words. <laughs> you're not like in the best position at the time and physically and emotionally. So that's how that affects you. And so if you feel like you're in a rut, it's likely because you've been inside of your comfort zone for way too long and you're not stretching yourself um, further enough to, you know, experience new things and, you know, think of creative ways to go about a certain challenge that you're facing. So that's how you get stuck in your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And um, for Len and I, this podcast is pretty outside of our comfort zone. Like, would you agree with that? It's like, <laughs> oh you know, we're, well, what's that? I say yes, I, this is like way totally. in my <laughs> But it's good because like, if you think about it, um, all of our, you know, the comfort zone is basically like your brain is like firing all these synapses, what is it called? Synapses? Synapses? I'm going to say that wrong and someone's going to complain about it, but you know what I mean. Um, so it's like firing all these synapses in like a certain way. And then when we do something new, it's like they start firing in a new way. And you see this a lot when, um, when you're doing something creative or something new and getting outside of your comfort zone. It's like it's changing like the chemistry of your brain in a way. And um, yeah, we might feel uncomfortable, um, but it's, it's so necessary to our human growth to like do new things and get outside of our comfort zone. And because I feel personally that when I'm in a rut, I feel really depressed and it, I have kind of tuned my awareness back into myself and I'm like, okay, why, where am I feeling complacency? You know, like, where am I feeling this? Um, like I'm not, I need to do something new, something like that kind of scares me. Yeah, no, I totally get what you mean. And like, I think a little while ago, I did an Instagram post about like comfort zones and feeling stuck. And it's exactly like what we just talked about when we feel stuck. It's because we've been doing the same thing day in and day out or, and we can't find a solution because like we're trying the same thing and it's not working. And so it's just one of those things where like when you're in your comfort zone too much, you can't see things in a different light. You don't see things in a different perspective and you're kind of just stuck in your own world. Totally. And you just remind me of the quote. It's, I'm going to butcher it, but it's something like you can't solve the same problem from the same perspective that you created it from. Yes. Um, Yeah. And that's what it reminds me of. It's so interesting. Yeah. No, it's like, we should do a podcast episode on the comfort zone one of these days. Really? Yeah. (laughs) I love it. And so, yeah. And I think like when it does come to comfort zones as well, actually, I feel like you, when it comes to a comfort zone, you're kind of attracted to the same type of people um, who have the same kind of perspective as you as well, where you don't actually get, like, they won't tell you that you're doing something wrong or you're not doing it like you should grow a little bit or like look, think outside the box um, because they have the same mindset as you. Like, we attract the same mindset type of people as well. Mm-hmm. Like attracts like. Yes, for sure. And um, coming back to like the the conscious mind versus the subconscious mind, if you think about it, like your conscious mind as the gardener and your subconscious mind as the garden, you can like, 
you can plant all the confidence seeds that you want, but if your garden associates fear or like skepticism with confidence seeds, then those seeds aren't going to grow on the first try. You've got to keep planting them over and over. And you see this a lot within the spiritual community with like affirmations and people get discouraged because they don't work right away all the time. And it's mainly because your belief isn't there yet. You know, you haven't established a belief system that's like congruent with the seeds that you're planting and the seeds, the confidence seeds that you're planting are the highest quality because you don't believe in them on a conscious level either. So it's like your conscious and your subconscious level are just like reaffirming each other. Like I'm not confident, but I'm saying I'm confident. And it's kind of just like this barrier there um, because your core beliefs like lie in your subconscious mind and your conscious mind takes longer to accept those new beliefs. Yeah, like totally. And like the good thing is, is your subconscious mind, like it likes to obey you and your conscious mind is like the commander. So Mm -hmm. your subconscious mind is just waiting for you to give it instructions on what to do next. And it really like the subconscious mind wants to fulfill like your I don't want to say orders but orders yeah (laughs) like it's just waiting for you to give it instructions so Mm -hmm. you can essentially change your subconscious mind through repetition and through like conscious behaviors and experience and stuff like that but the thing is it's limited and can only hold a handful of ideas at any like given moment and it's in control like 10% of the time and when it's in control the other 90% like 90-ish percent is your subconscious. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this brings us to the whole concept of this episode, which is subliminal messaging. So what if there was a way for you to hack your subconscious mind and see results quicker? And we're both millennials. So we know that like, when we want something, we want it now. <laughs> like we're like instant gratification. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this is like where subliminal messaging was born. So its purpose was to really go beyond the the threshold of conscious perception. So this is like really coming back to that iceberg analogy that I feel like I talk about every single time, but but it really is. It's like you're going underneath. And then, so in a subliminal audio, their affirmations played at a low level so that your subconscious mind can perceive of them, but you cannot hear them consciously. Yeah, and like, the theory behind it is like because your subconscious mind can't hear these affirmations there's like little to no resistance whatsoever because it's kind of just like slipping under the radar Mm -hmm. um and if you think of it consciously saying an affirmation that's maybe a little like too out there like i am a billionaire your conscious mind is going to label it as untrue and your subconscious mind is going to obey the truth like your subliminals need to be kind of believable so your conscious mind isn't going to reject it as soon as like you say it and Mm -hmm. with this information you can reprogram outdated like subconscious programming with subliminal messaging to kind of like get past the barriers that the conscious mind puts up and with repetition your subconscious mind can upgrade its programming totally and like you know that um, in psychology, they say that, you know, um, from the ages from zero to six, we're like a sponge. So we're taking in all of this information from like our parents, um, our teachers, our superiors, basically, and we're, we're taking it in and we're believing it as true. So if there's something that happened to you 
from the ages from zero to six, like you, that's your belief system, right? And that's like your belief system that you've learned, like you've believed like your entire life up to this point. So that's kind of like the foundation of your subconscious mind. So if something embarrassed you when you were four, or maybe somebody told you that something was wrong when you were five, you're going to believe that's like on a deep, deep level, you're going to believe that that is still wrong. Like it's still wrong for you to speak up and like to speak your truth. You know, um, I'm thinking of a, of a, um, my personal experience. It's, it's funny because it's, it's, it's so it's, my mom brings it up all the time, but when I was little, um, I was kind of a cute kid, you know, (laughs) I mean, we all were, but, um, people would come up to my mom and say, Oh my gosh, she's so, she's so cute. She's so beautiful. And then she, they would say it to me. And I, I got to the point where I I heard it a lot. So I would say, I know (laughs) when they said that, instead of saying, thank you, I would say, I know. And I remember one time my mom got on to me about it. She's like, you can't say that. You can't say, I know, like, it's not, it's not good for you to say that. It's not nice. And so like, I'm, I associated like me saying, um, me believing these things about myself, like with negativity. So it's like, from there on, my mom said that I was kind of like shyer, you know, like I wasn't like, I didn't believe in myself. I didn't believe like I was all these things. Like, I mean, that's kind of an extreme version, but it's just a weird thing. I just thought of just now, um, that like my little four-year-old self perceived it as like me getting compliments was like negative. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but <laughs> it totally does make sense. And you're like, yeah, weird. Yeah. Like, it's so strange, but yeah. But it's like, you're, when you're, you're, when you're younger, you perceive of things so differently. Like I'm looking back at it now and I'm like, I wonder why, like my, my little brain like thought that that was, you know, but I guess we just don't know better. We're always learning. So. Oh my gosh. I totally know what you mean when you were telling me about your story. Like I feel like it happens to a lot of kids and when we grow into adults, like we don't actually realize it until like we reflect back. Like I know there's times where like when I was a kid, I come from a very traditional Asian family. Obviously I rebelled because <laughs> like, I'm pretty much like a badass, but you are without your tattoos. But, but like um, my parents like growing up, they're always like, you shouldn't speak unless like you're talked to um like you can't argue with people and like you have to be very respectful to your elders and growing up like I realized how much that's affected me because I was a really shy kid like unbelievably shy like growing up I when we had class presentations I would cry while I was presenting because I was so scared and I was so nervous to be in front of everybody but it's just like those little things that like you're told when you're younger just sticks with you because like you said you were a sponge we like soak up that information Mm -hmm. I totally resonate with that when you're saying that you would cry um (laughs) I remember running out of drama class one time because I started crying during presentation. (laughs) It was bad. I had some, have some deep wounds about around public speaking for sure. Yes. And like, I, I forget like what my topic was in like the sixth grade English class that I was presenting and I was crying and like all of a sudden I could see like out of the corner of my eyes, people are like, what's going on? Like, why the heck is she crying? <laughs> I just felt even more foolish, which made it like even worse. So <laughs> that's so, that's so traumatizing too. You know, like it, it's such an emotional time and you can almost like talking about it, you can almost feel some of those emotions come, come to the surface. Yeah. Like 
honestly, when I look back on it, when I, I'm just like, I feel silly, even though I really shouldn't feel silly because like, it's a learning experience, but I felt silly like at the time. And like, I can feel like the people's eyes on me, which makes me feel uncomfortable. And them just being like, why is she crying? Like, even to this day, like now I have to, like someone asked me to do a presentation about this like project that I'm working on. Um, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday. And I just like tensed up. I was like, oh no, I don't want to do this. Like I have, I don't know how I've done it, but I've just been able to slide by in my career for like the last eight years and not present, which is great. But now (laughs) I have not presented once in my like eight year career, which is amazing. But now this person asked me to do it. I just felt so tense. And I was like, I reluctantly said yes, but I I'm scared now. Like I am. So you said it's on Wednesday? Yeah, he he asked me to present on Wednesday, like make a presentation and like deliver it to a bunch of people. And I said, yes. But yeah. All right, Lynn's going to use some subliminals for this, some speech or some public presentation subliminals. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need all of it for sure. Like I am going to look for some confidence and courage subliminals. Yes, perfect. And it's like, it's funny because there's still so much skepticism around subliminals. Like, um, they're pretty much still in the dark. Like I haven't really heard about them as much. And, um, I recently found them like, I think a couple years back, but there's this huge, this huge community on, on YouTube about like subliminals and they have like all these different ones. And the funny thing is like with the skepticism that surrounds them, like any fear you have around using subliminal messaging, like will only hinder your results. If you're trusting the person that's using the subliminals or that's making the subliminals to only be using positive affirmations, they're not going to put you in in any danger, but I think people are just still kind of skeptical that they even work. Um, And I also feel like there's another theory that the fear around them is because of there's some sort of like exclusivity um, surrounding their use. Like it's almost because it's like a form of hacking your subconscious mind and your personality and traits, which ultimately determine your reality. I think that's why there's a lot of like fear around them because it's, I mean, they can be really powerful if you use them in the right way. Yeah. Like honestly, before you, when you were talking about subliminals, like the first thing that I thought of was like metal music played backwards. And Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's like a queen song right like a queen song that has something um creepy in it played backwards it's like a lot of them because um I'm a huge Iron Maiden fan like I love mm-hmm. like I love hair metal like I think it's the best reinforcing the badass badassery <laughs> I like all types of music but like metal music always has like a special place in my heart but mm-hmm. anyway like a lot of people it's like mega death like people said if you play it backwards it's about I don't know like worshiping the devil and there's mm-hmm. also like Iron Maiden and like Metallica and stuff and they all say it so it's like that's the first thing when you were talking about subliminals I'm like great I'm gonna become a demon worshiper <laughs> demon worshiper <laughs> I'm just joking <laughs> but like, that's what, like the first thing that popped in my head because that's what people know yeah and and yeah and that's like it's funny because that's like the thing um like fear makes the news right and like that's the thing that that I thought of too when I first found them I'm like oh my gosh great like they're all negative you know what I mean and um but it's it's just it's interesting because um 
there's so many, there's so much positivity and like so much like positive affirmations you can, you can um, upgrade your subconscious mind using. Yeah. And you just don't hear about it because it's not fear invoking. And so no one, it's not going to make the news or anything. Yeah. Like positivity doesn't make the news. It's so it's, I mean, maybe one day, but. No, it's like, that's how I, that's why I stopped watching the news too. Cause it was just so fear-based. Like mm-hmm. I was like, I can't, like, I need some positivity in my life. But totally. I totally yeah. agree with that. So well, do you, should we mention our experiment that we did for this podcast? Yes, for sure. Okay. You want to go first? <laughs> yes. So Ali showed me some YouTube videos. Like if you don't have an Ali in your life, you can go on YouTube and type in like, say, confidence subliminals or like, uh, I don't know, better public speaker subliminals, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, so I did lighter eyes one because I have very, not very, like it's dark brown eyes. And I was like, hmm, maybe I can like lighten them up a bit. And so she sent me some subliminals and I did them. I did not see a difference though, because I'm such a procrastinator. I only did this like a few days ago. And when I told Ali, she was like, you need a little more time. Like it's not going to happen like overnight, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it was really like, even if I didn't get lighter eyes, just like the positive affirmations itself really kind of just like, it made me feel lighter. Like I was like, I felt more positive just speaking them or like listening to them, which was great. So even though I don't have like blue eyes, I I did feel more positive while I was them. Yeah. That's such a plus. I love that. And I, um, in my experience, I feel like the personality ones work a little bit better just because our belief system around them is a little bit easier to it's like easier for us to believe that our we can um like decrease our anxiety or increase our self-love increase our confidence through supplementals versus like changing physical attributes like lightening your eyes or like um increasing like growing your hair or like detoxing our organs you know it's a little bit like for us um because we are on living in this physical realm it's like that feels more or less malleable does that make sense it's like um I don't know where I'm trying to go with this, but it feels like less, um, like we can't change it as easily because it feels more permanent to us because we can like, yeah, but I mean, everything's energy. So, (laughs) well, I get why it would be easier to say, like, I, I can understand why it'd be easier to say change personality traits like um being more confident for example I keep using that example but yeah that's a good one yeah like to be more confident rather than like say make your lips bigger or whatever yeah totally because like I can't really explain it well but I can understand why totally yeah I I think I I was trying to explain it but I couldn't so (laughs) I tried you did great (laughs) and like I also, I found a quote when we were, when we were doing this, um, when we were looking at like doing this podcast and it's by Napoleon Hill, the author of Thinking of Rich. And he says, the reason man may become the master of his own destiny is because he has the power to influence his own subconscious mind. So I really like this quote and um, Napoleon Hill talks a lot about law of attraction in his book. And a lot of the, there's like secrets that from millionaires and billionaires that um, they always reference to read this book, you know, like if this is like almost always on their, on their 
must read list. I don't know if you've seen that, but I've noticed it. So, um, but I, I haven't finished reading it because I do read like 50 books at one time. So, um, uh, no, I've never seen this book. The other like book that I see a lot that's like on a bunch of millionaires, uh, bookshelf is millionaire barber or something like that which everybody tells me that I need to read but I haven't but I've never seen that one that's interesting what is it called millionaire barber yeah something like that it's by David Chilton I'll try to find it to you find it and I'll send you the link to it okay yeah um yeah but like I've never read this book and I don't understand how you can read like a bajillion books at the same time (laughs) (laughs) I have a problem (laughs) Oh my gosh, no, I'm like the type that reads like one book at a time because if I read multiple, like I forget which like part is in which book or what this book is even really about. So I'm I'm very like, uh, I'm very, I only handle one thing at a time type of person. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that word is, but there's a word for it. Yeah. Yeah, you just don't like to confuse yourself, which is good. It's <laughs> good. Yeah, I already confused myself enough, so. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, I already confused myself enough, so why am I trying to confuse myself more? But it's okay. Yeah, but like, it's one of those things. I think like, um, a lot of like business books these days, or like money books, there's a lot about manifestation and visualizing as well. I think that's becoming like a trend in the business realm. So I love it, like melding the spirituality and business. Yeah, like, it's now, I feel, like, it's funny because a lot of business people I talk to, they're like, no, like, I don't like spirituality, but then they'll start talking about visualization. I'm like, you know, that's part of spirituality as well. Like, it's funny, and it's like, there's still some people that are kind of, like, resistant to it, but I think they're, like, on the brink of spirituality, where it's like, they don't realize they're doing, like, spiritual practices or spiritual affirmations or whatever and they just haven't really realized it yet but they're almost there they're almost there to realize that they are partly spiritual yes they're on the brink exactly and yeah so do you want to talk about um the science behind the supplementals yes good old science (laughs) you said you're a sciencey gal right i am a sciencey gal i like it (laughs) i love science a nerd you are. I'm going to call you nerd now. No, I'm just Yes, joking. please do. <laughs> Allie, wait, nerd wellness. I don't know. <laughs> change, change my name. Science was never my strong point. Like, I was, I loved biology. I was really interested in biology and geology, but, like, chemistry and physics was not my strong point because it involved math, and I'm not a good math person. I am, I'm not either. It's like, because if you, with math, it's like if you miss one one equation in the beginning like you can't do the rest of it it's like everything builds upon that one the you know yeah. I'm not on board with it no, we live in a mathematical universe but I know. but it's like I remember there was like I was doing I forget what it was like algebraic equations in like grade 10 math or something and I totally messed up And I just continued with the formula anyway, not knowing what I was doing. And then like our tests were passed back to us and my teacher was like, what were you trying to do here? I was like, I don't know. I was was just trying. (laughs) Just throw it in the trash. I don't know. (laughs) And I was like, 
I was kind of just like hoping for the best, whatever happens happens. He was like <laughs> ridiculous. But yeah, no, like the science behind like the whole subliminals and the subconscious mind is like if you think back to like what your subconscious mind does, like that it controls all of these processes in your body, including like your hormone production, blood supply, tissue regeneration. So why would it not work to change your physical body attributes as well? Like, why wouldn't it increase your hair growth or help you detox your liver? So even somehow reduce melanin and melanin, sorry, in your eyes to lighten them can work with sub, like with subliminals because your subconscious mind does help with all these other functions. Um, mm-hmm. You've heard of people going raw vegan and as a byproduct, their eyes lighten. And so there's a bunch of, there's actually this one interesting thing. I remember this also from like grade eight or nine or something. My teacher at the time, she said she went to like, it was like a detox, but like they kind of like did acupuncture on her feet and to lighten her eyes. That's why she said like her eyes were like a kind of greenish blue color at the time. And after the acupuncture on her feet, her eyes were just pure blue that's what i remember her saying that now that i think back like this just all of a sudden popped up so that's super cool as well yeah that is so interesting and like i think back i think back to like i think it's called iridology like the study of your eyes and like how you can see the different organs um represented in your in your iris and um i remember i a long time ago i wanted to get my irises read by um an iridologist like um there's people that just read and like they can tell you which organs need detoxing um yeah it's it's super cool um i just thought of it but like like you know when you're a kid there's so many kids that are born with like blue eyes and then their eyes change you know as they as they grow older and like my theory behind that is like all these toxins um that were that are um like in our diets or in our environment are like you know like kind of clouding putting a cloud over our um over our our eyes, I guess. And I mean, obviously it's the organs that are represented in your eyes, but it's just, it's, it's weird. It's weird to think about like how our bodies are, it's everything so connected. Yeah. Like I forget what exactly it is. I remember this again from school for some reason, (laughs) but it's like every baby is apparently born with blue eyes and then the dominant gene starts to like grow or something like the dominant gene for eye color or whatever starts to like form and that's why we start changing like the eye color start changing or something but there's also environmental factors in there as well so it's like play with genes and environment so crazy um, and I was talking to Lynn, like off the, off the podcast, like uh, we were talking about, um, how she experimented with the light and eye subliminals and I've done the light and eye subliminals before, and I've noticed a difference and people in my life have noticed like my eyes lighter and I've like, you know, <laughs> I just kind of play it off because, you know, a lot of people aren't really open to hearing about subliminals. Like, <laughs> so it's, it's kind of just, um, you know, I've obviously I've told people like, close to me now but when I first started using them I would kind of just play it off and be like I don't know it might be my diet (laughs) (laughs) because I have um I have darker green eyes and when I would listen to the subliminals I would do like the 
the lighter um, green ones. And I noticed like my irises just brightening up and it, um, it was just, it's weird. It's weird to, to like look in the mirror one day after you've listened to subliminals for like a week or two and your eyes are lighter. And I have like pictures of my irises. Um, maybe I'll share them one day, but it's just like, you can see the difference and it's almost like um, these subliminals have affirmations in them that are kind of like, I know some of them have affirmations that help detox certain organs. So it's like, it's helping to detox your, and that's what happens when you go raw vegan, right? Like you're detoxing all this, all this, um, these toxins and all of that. And then that's why your irises get clearer and they get more bright and they, your true eye color shines through. That's like, really cool and like I think it was I told you this I think it was like a week or two ago where when I was younger there was this one day where I just had really like light golden eyes like I looked in the mirror and I couldn't even stop staring at myself because I was just so enthralled with how like golden my eyes were I don't know what happened like what like made it into that color but ever since then I've never seen that color in my eyes again well, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen now. Yeah, <laughs> and you two experiment again. Yeah, that's why I'm going to continue with the experiment because I want those golden eyes. They were amazing. Yeah, that sounds amazing. That's yeah. so cool. I, I just don't understand why, like, what happened that it all of a sudden just appeared that way. Like, one day I woke up and, like, by, like, the late afternoon or whatever, my eyes are just normal brown again, but you're like what what happened yeah, like, <laughs> not that there's like, anything wrong but I love brown eyes but that's just that's so crazy to wake up and your eyes be a different color yeah like I must have had or like not doing anything you know yeah I probably it was probably my dream like I had some kind of like I don't Subliminal know thing. yeah <laughs> something happened for sure it's your higher self yeah. she has lighter eyes <laughs> I can't wait till I embody my higher self <laughs> every day I'm working on it yeah so, um, and like, I don't know if anybody listening has heard of epigenetics, but like epigenetics kind of ties into this because it, it proves like the study of epigenetics proves that we can modify the physical structure of DNA. And it also shows that genes can change due to nature versus nurture. So nurture would be like your environmental stimuli that can cause genes to be turned off or on. And it also shows that we can reverse the gene state to keep the good while eliminating, eliminating the bad. So a lot of these studies like um, prove that you can slow aging, stop obesity and reverse disease. And this is a lot of the work that Bruce Lipton um, was, was trying to prove. And he found out that energy in the form of beliefs can affect the biological functions and even the genetic code of our body. But I mean, everything's energy. So like this doesn't really surprise us, but it's just, it's, it's, interesting to to let to learn about and um and just realize that we live in a malleable universe you're totally right like it makes sense but for some reason it's still surprising right like it's like really yeah I don't know it's like yeah I knew that but kind of I didn't know that either yeah and I think it's just because our programming you know we've like told we've um as we grow up we're like told all these things and like kind of discouraged from our huge imaginations and our um, creativity and cut off and by well-meaning adults, you know, they don't know. I mean, they don't know any better. They've been taught a certain way, but um, we kind of become cut off from this, from this, um, this information because we're such spiritual children, you know, we're very connected from our, our crown and our third eye chakras are very 
very um, connected and very active when we're younger. Yeah, no, totally. Like, I think we're moving in the direction where that's changing, where like now the parents that are kind of nurturing the new generation are more open to these kinds of practices and this kind of information and a more, um, I don't know, are sharing it with the children even more. Mm -hmm. And you see like the videos of, of parents. Um, I, I'm walking her little boy to school and it's so cute. She's, um, he is, he's saying all these like, these cute affirmations and he's like, I can do anything. Like I am strong and, and stuff like that. And I just thought that was so great for, for a parent to, you know, instill all these positive affirmations for the child. Like when, when they're young, I think he was about four. So um, I don't know. It's, it's, we're living in an exciting time. So. Yeah. That's super cute. Like really, really cute. Like I think back and it's just like, I have friends who like, are artists and they told me like growing up their parents are like no you can't be an artist that's not a real job like that's just mm -hmm. a hobby and it's just like one of those things that's like the little kid is now believing he can be whatever he wants to be while there are children in past generations that were more restricted i love that and i love that we're we're moving into this new this new paradigm really of like of just accepting and encouraging and encouraging growth really and not like not inhibiting um like a child's imagination which is a lot of like you know I mean the the past generations did that a lot and they they were I mean they didn't know what they were doing um all this information wasn't out you know we have we're so lucky to live in a to be in a generation where we have like um access to all of this amazing information yeah no totally like things have shifted tremendously when you just kind of like look back from, I don't know, even 10 years ago to now, things have definitely shifted. Totally. And you can feel it. I love it. Yeah. So with that, so we're, we're curious on what you now think of subliminal messaging. Um, have you tried it in the past? And if not, are you open to it now? Lynn and I would love to hear your opinion for anyone who's listening and like any feedback from this episode. Uh, we would love to hear it. Yes. So thank you so much for joining us on this episode. And we're really excited to share more with you down the road. Bye.